Cup of Love, the podcast. Here, we talk about everything from book recommendations, self-care, to life advice. Stay tuned for weekly episodes uploaded every Wednesday. I'm your host, Camille. Hello, 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 and welcome back to a new episode of Cup of Love. Um, this week, not gonna lie, has been super rough. This week is the, um, last week of school before we get out for winter break. And this week has just not been too hot. Monday was rough. And I don't know, it's been like super cold and rainy and gray. And I think that just has been affecting my mood. And... The weather normally does not affect my mood, but I was in such a good mood this weekend, so I don't know if maybe the weather does have a play in it. I don't know, but I'm also just a bit stressed because exams are coming up, and I feel like I need to catch up in geometry, and so I'm going to work on that um, over Christmas break. And so I have, like, kind of a to-do list that I want to... for Christmas break because I want to do some baking. I want to reach 85,000 words in the book that I'm writing and I just kind of want to get a lot of stuff done just because I feel like a lot of the creative things that I like doing like baking and writing I find it super hard to do in the week and so normally I just do it on the weekends because I'm not as stressed and I'm not as tired from school And so I just have like two weeks, I think, where I literally am going to be at home because I think my family has decided that we're just going to stay home for Christmas. But I think next Wednesday we're going to drive up to my parents' hometown and visit my grandparents and see them just for a little bit and then drive back, not even like stay the night there. And so that's exciting though because I haven't seen them in a fat minute and I miss seeing them, especially during the holidays. I feel like it's going to be so weird not seeing anybody for Christmas. So that's just sad. But it's also kind of exciting because we've never spent Christmas in South Carolina before with just my immediate family. So I think it's just going to be interesting. Um, But... We're going back to virtual after Christmas break for, I think, two weeks and then exam week. Um, We're going to go back to school or to hybrid, I should say. But I think we are deciding that um, for exam week, I'm not going to go. And then after exam week, I'll go back to school because after exam week, I have a bunch of new teachers um, except for PE and AP Human Geography, because those are my two only um, year-long classes that I'm taking right now. And so that's just kind of an update on what my school's doing. And I'm kind of glad that we're going to go back to all virtual um, just for a little bit. I feel like, especially with exams coming up, it's just going to be super overwhelming. And I was so overwhelmed Tuesday and Monday of this week and I'm just I just feel like being at home I will be like less stressed I'll feel just I I guess in a more like 
homey environment when I'm doing my classes and so I think that's good um but to correlate with our episode topic which is all the books that I read in December I won a bunch of giveaway books from y'all fest and apparently my mom had signed up for a bunch of giveaways and I think I won two giveaways I got a mask that says something about books I haven't actually like really looked at it um yet but I won a few books and then I won like a bunch of random like little like readers things like buttons and stickers and like knickknacks and stuff like that um which is cool because I don't remember signing up I don't think I signed up for any y'all fest I think um there's an Instagram that I follow and it's uppercase YA if you want to check them out they um basically have like talk about a bunch of books that are like coming out soon or a bunch of fantasy books that they recommend and stuff like that and they sometimes have giveaways and I think I signed up for a giveaway when, like, the office was going on. And, um, I don't know. But, yeah. So, that's kind of all of my life updates as of right now. And so, let's just get into all the books that I read in December. So, I know that November's book episode I said I was in the midst of reading Julius Caesar but I did not get through act two and stopped reading it because I just couldn't get through it it was just so boring and in the end I ended up getting like a lot of books um I think from like Amazon and um, just from the books that I purchased from Y'all Fest and stuff like that. So, I just stopped reading it because I got, like, a bunch of books and I just was, like, I'm, was, like, dying to read all these other books and so I just couldn't focus on reading Julius Caesar. So, I have yet to finish it. I may finish it. I'm not entirely sure, but as of right now, I'm, most likely not going to finish it anytime soon. But the first book that I actually finished reading in December was a self-published poetry book called Seashore by Hannah Chow. I absolutely adore this book because the illustrations are so freaking beautiful and the imagery and the descriptions that are in the poems are just so, so beautiful. And the poems are just super eloquent and I love this book so much. It's very um just like relatable and it's not um it's it just reminds me a lot of Madison Coon's poetry books, I feel like, especially with some of the few topics that were um talked about in the poems. I feel like Madison Coon talked about a lot and I love love Madison Coon. She's like my favorite um, poet ever. So I think this is definitely worth the read. Um, And the second book I read this month was Symptoms of a Heartbreak by Soma Cherapotra. I I really don't know how to pronounce that last name. Um, I hope I got it somewhat correct, but 
I rated this book four stars despite all of the things that I kind of disliked and didn't really enjoy in the book. It still managed to be such a good plot line and it was definitely a page turner and I think that's what um was it saving grace and it was just written super well overall I'm pretty sure and this book is basically about a 16 year old girl who is an intern at this like really really good hospital and she's basically a child prodigy but she got her because she got her GED at 10 and went to Princeton at 12. I felt like the whole thing about how she got her GED at 10 and went to Princeton at 12 was so unrealistic and at the beginning of the book it just really bugged me because I don't really like it when um, fiction books just appear to be unrealistic because I'm like it's kind of like it's supposed to be realistic not like unrealistic but you know people do graduate from high school early and whatnot but like she got her GED at 10. Like, that, like that's insane. Because um, you're still, like, a child. Like, you know, I feel like that's just what bugged me. Um, but part of the plot line was that she falls in love with her patient, who is also 16. So, I guess that the author just wanted the main character to be 16 but also like an intern at a hospital so I guess I understand that but I feel like um if I was the author personally this is just my opinion I would have had the main character volunteered at the hospital at 16 and then like fell in love with her patient that she was helping I feel like that would have made more sense but you know, it wasn't up to me, and I still really, really enjoyed the book, so, I mean, it's fine, but one of the negative aspects of the book is that the characters were pretty flat. I felt like they weren't developed enough, especially the main character. They just didn't feel like they could be real humans, and another thing I disliked was her whole rivalry with this doctor who was looking over the interns, like Syra, the main character, always made it seem like she was the victim when the doctor was mad at her. But she had like been disrespectful to the doctor since day one. And Syra was always rebelling against the rules. So I'm kind of like, you can't play victim when you're kind of doing the same thing that that doctor is doing. And the one thing I didn't like about the author's writing style was that she would put in this diagnosis and prognosis thing in the book. So, like, for example, when Syra was talking about how she hated the doctor who looked over the interns, and she, like, goes in her head and says, diagnosis, I hate her, prognosis, war, exclamation point. Whenever she, like, put those things in, it just made the writing seem so disruptive and just in interrupted the flow of things. Like, it's a cool idea to put in the book. Like, I think that's kind of smart and an interesting way to make the, like, kind of make an embellishment in writing. 
but I just felt like it just didn't do her the favor that she thought it would because it just made Cyrus seem more immature and childish. And the last thing that I did not like about the book was that Syrah and her friend Lizzie were still friends at the end of the book. And I didn't like that because they clearly were two different people and just weren't good friends to each other. And I feel like they just didn't understand each other anymore. And I feel like in so many YA books, whenever two friends are arguing, they always have to end up being best friends again in the end. And I feel like that just isn't super realistic and that doesn't always happen and I just felt like I wish that they weren't friends in the end just to show that it's okay to like let go of friends and stuff like that and I feel like that isn't a topic that is discussed in YA a lot but I don't know it still was like a really super fun read and I did really enjoy reading it so I definitely recommend giving this book a go. The next book I read was The Darkest Start by Jennifer L. Armentrout and I rated this book five stars. This is the first book in the Origin series which is basically a spinoff of her Lux series. I haven't read the Lux series yet but it's supposed to be really good and I think I will read that series next once I finish the Origin series. The Darkest Star is about these different kinds of aliens that live on earth now and they're like Luxons and Origins. So that's like what the aliens are called since they're different types of aliens. And the main character is a human and she meets Luke who turns out to be an Origin and he has a lot to do with the main character's past. And it's a really, really good book and I highly recommend reading this series. Um... I probably didn't explain the whole plot line in this book very well, but that's kind of like the rundown of it because I feel like I can't explain the full plot line without like giving away um, any spoilers, I guess. And so I really enjoyed the first book. It was, I read it super quick. I think I read it in two days and I just really, really loved this book so far. And the next book that I read was For School. And it's called Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. I rate, rated this book three stars because it's an interesting book, but it just gets super boring after a while. I thought that the plot of the book would be more interesting and the ending was pretty flat. The main reason why I liked this book was because it, it brought a lot of things to my attention and that I hadn't really thought about before. And basically what Fahrenheit 451 is about is kind of like this dystopian society is at war with like this other country and um, the whole thing is that um, humans can't really think anymore and they're just run by the government and they're kind of like almost brainwashed because they don't think, they don't read, it's illegal to have books and there are these firemen that will burn down houses that have books in them and like the people will get in trouble and like all of this stuff and the main reason why Fahrenheit 451 was like such a big book was because it was written like a long time ago and they talk about these earpieces um 
that people have that are like known as earbuds now but they didn't have earbuds back then when this was written and they had like he talks about how there are these flat screens on people's walls that'll like show images and at the time like tvs weren't like like flat screen tvs weren't like a huge thing as they are now and so that was kind of like the whole thing with fahrenheit 451 um but the ending was just super bad also um if you haven't read fahrenheit 451 yet um and you or and you want to read it skip over this part because i'm about to do some spoilers but basically in the end like the society gets like blown up by an atomic bomb and like him and his friends plan on like going back and like restarting the society and all this stuff and I just found the ending super abrupt and boring because I feel like if Fahrenheit 451 was like a YA book then like there would be a next book that would go into detail about um how they're rebuilding the society and how there are like certain survivors from the atomic bomb and they're trying to like cure them but they have like some like weird thing like they turn into like an alien or something like that's just how it would be written as a YA book and I just feel like if Fahrenheit 451 was written as a YA book I feel like I would enjoy it a lot more but it's not a YA book so I just kind of have to settle for what it is and it was still a pretty good book because the descriptions were very vivid and I enjoyed reading it like it wasn't an awful read for school I would say um anyways the next book I read was Burning Shadow by Jennifer L. Armentrout and I rated this book five stars this is the second book in the origin series and I'm still absolutely loving this series however there are a few things that I found disappointing like how slow the beginning was in the burning shadow I was so scared that the whole book was going to be at that pace, but it quickly sped up, and the whole plot in this book is super clever, and I liked it a lot. Another thing that I realized in this book was that the characters kind of felt like cardboard characters, especially the main character, Evie. The characters are really flat and aren't very dimensional like I wish that they were they are still very lovable characters especially Luke but you often find the love interest in a series to be more dimensional than the main character and I always find that very frustrating Luke and Evie's relationship is also super healthy though and they are probably the best relationship I've ever read about in a fantasy series oftentimes fantasy series have the most dramatic and toxic relationships and Evie and Luke were very communicative which I liked a lot. The last thing I have to say about this book is that you can tell that the author is trying to be all cute and trendy with dialogue and stuff like that and she's definitely trying to like keep up with like I guess like slang and stuff that we use but it's just kind of like so cringy and I just kind of want to like shrivel up every time I read like a line or something that's cringy. Like for example, Evie will always say peace out at the most randomest times and it makes me just ugh. 
Like, I don't know. And it's just because she and Luke were, like, in a fight. And, like, she goes, she says something and then goes, peace out. And then just, like, walks out. And I'm just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, you could have literally just left it at that. Like, you didn't need to say peace out or anything. Um, But I just feel like it's super out of place. And it's just, ugh. I didn't like it very much. Um, And then Luke wears these t-shirts that have sayings on them. And... Evie is, like, super into this, which is, like, fine. Like, you know, we all have, you know, our quirks or whatever. And, like, she finds it super funny. But, like, if this was, like, my boyfriend, I would be so embarrassed and would probably get the ick, like, so fast. I just could not do that because they're super cringy sayings. And I tried to find um a few examples for them um, and so that I could like, give you an example of one when I did this episode, but I just, like, couldn't find any, and I flipped through, like, both of the books, um, but I just couldn't find any, and I just, I don't know, I don't know, that was, like, the main thing that bugs me about this series was, like, how Evie would say, like, peace out, and, like, the t-shirt sayings, but, like, other than that, um, I really love the origin series so far, especially since it's a trilogy, and I feel like I'm so glad that this author did not plan on dragging this series out at all, because I hate it when fantasy series are, like, way longer than they need to be, and I feel like when they're just three books, that is, like, perfect, because nothing is dragged out, like, the books aren't super long, they're, like, there isn't any unnecessary like scenes in the book so I think that the author made a very wise decision with only making it three books long and I cannot wait to read the third book I haven't purchased the third book yet but um probably after Christmas I will try to get my mom to purchase it on Amazon I'll probably like pay her back or something but so those are all of the books that I read in December and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you want to keep up with all of the latest news on Cup of Love, you can find us on Instagram at Cup of Love Podcast. And if you want to follow my personal Instagram account, you can. It's at Camille Bocat.